It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCW, Sitka. Today is Tuesday, August 2nd. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this is Raven News. Charges have been brought against a driver who allegedly stabbed another man in a road rage incident on July 17 in Sitka. The assailant will likely make a claim of self-defense. KCW's Robert Woolsey reports. 59-year-old Robert L. Alderman Jr. is facing one count of assault in the first degree for allegedly stabbing a four-inch folding knife into the neck of 61-year-old Arthur Eels during an altercation at one of Sitka's two stoplights at the intersection of Halibut Point Road and Catlian Drive. According to the criminal complaint, a police officer was present and patrolling Sitka's skate park when he witnessed two men fighting in the street nearby during a red light. The two men were locked together with their arms wrapped around each other. When the officer approached the men and ordered them to stop, one of the men reportedly yelled, He's got a knife in my back. The officer physically separated the men and discovered that Eels had a knife plunged into his body up to the hilt, just below his neck and above his left shoulder. In the subsequent investigation, police reported that the alleged victim, Eels, was driving behind Alderman and did not like the way the defendant was allegedly brake-checking. Eels stopped his vehicle behind Alderman's at the light, got out, and approached the driver's door on Alderman's vehicle. In the criminal complaint, police characterized the ensuing fight as road rage. Eels was transported by ambulance to Mount Edgecombe Medical Center and subsequently medevac to Seattle for further care. Alderman was arrested, arraigned, and subsequently released on $25,000 bail. His next court appearance is August 5th. Assault in the first degree is a Class A felony. If convicted, the defendant could face a minimum of seven years in prison and a maximum of 11 years. During a preliminary hearing on July 18th, the state prosecution dismissed the idea that road rage is a mitigating factor in the incident. Rather, prosecutors argued that as a registered nurse working at Mount Edgecombe Medical Center, Alderman would likely be aware that stabbing a four-inch knife blade into someone's neck could be fatal. Alderman's defender, however, advised the court that his client would be filing a self-defense claim. Alderman has one prior arrest for assault 18 years ago. However, he was found not guilty. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. In other recent activity in the Sitka Superior Court, 22-year-old Terrence Roth was indicted in June on four felony counts of theft for allegedly stealing a Visa card and using it to make purchases, as well as stealing a Washington State driver's license. According to court records, the defendant rented a room at Eagle Bay Inn in Sitka in May using the stolen credit card, and he ordered a meal from Pizza Express that evening using the same card. The next day, the defendant allegedly attempted to make a purchase at Highliner Coffee, but the card was declined. Surveillance video from the coffee shop recorded the transaction, and a witness was able to identify Roth by name. Police obtained a warrant to search the room at Eagle Bay Inn. Officers found the victim's wallet, Washington State driver's license, and other credit cards in the defendant's backpack. Court records indicate that Roth was on release and awaiting trial on similar charges in a separate case. Roth's next court appearance is scheduled for August 17. His trial is set for September 6, and he is currently on supervised release. 
Another defendant, 58-year-old Beverly R. Dexter, was indicted in June on one felony count of vehicle theft in the first degree. It was for an incident that occurred in January. According to court records, police were summoned to a home on Alice Island at around 3.30 a.m. on January 23, where a vehicle theft was reportedly in progress. The caller said her truck had been entered and started and moved behind her SUV. The caller said she saw the person remove something from the SUV and move it to the truck. Responding officers found Dexter behind the wheel of the truck with the engine running and the vehicle in reverse. She reportedly told officers that she was a, quote, secret service agent with information of national security importance. She also claimed to own the home at which the truck was parked, which proved to be untrue. Dexter was arraigned and released on $500 bail. Court records indicate that she was on release from a separate case involving disorderly conduct charges. A competency hearing has been scheduled in September, and a trial has been set in October. A former state ferry laid up in Ketchikan is now hosting refugees from the war in Ukraine. KRBD's Eric Stone went on board to meet some of them and has this report. Before Russia invaded Ukraine, 29-year-old Mikita Zakharchenko spent half a decade working on ships. Uh, I work in Europe. It's uh, Mediterranean Sea, North Sea, England. Also, yeah, we work in the big container ships. Now he's spending his days on another ship, the MV Malaspina. The former Alaska Marine Highway mainliner is undergoing a transformation. It was purchased earlier this year by the owners of the mill at Ward Cove. That's a private cruise ship terminal operating out of Ketchikan's old pulp mill. Zakharchenko and three other refugees are working to turn the Malaspina into a museum and maritime training center and housing for the cruise terminal's seasonal employees. Zakharchenko says when he first arrived in early June, the former ferry was showing its age. Before, it looks like it's nobody lived for three years here. It's, yeah, yeah, it's looking, uh, it's not so bad, but uh, we need to organize everything. It was uh, dirty, too much dust, feel not so fresh air inside. We uh, cleaning, the, remove it, everything. Yeah, some lights is not working, don't work in the toilets, pipes, something. Yeah, also, yeah, now everything is, is okay. Yeah, we're trying to make it better, yeah. Now the lights are on, the water is running, and 16 people are living aboard, including the four refugees and a dozen employees of the cruise terminal. By day, Zakharchenko works on restoring the boat. In the evenings, you're likely to find him at the Malaspina's bar, playing foosball, watching TV, or enjoying a home-cooked meal with the shipmates. He comes to catch a can from the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol. He says the city had grown tense since Russia's annexation of nearby Crimea in 2014. Then this spring, tanks and troops started pouring over Ukraine's borders with Russia and Belarus. He says he knew it wouldn't be long before the fighting arrived at his doorstep. It started from the 24th of February. Uh, we think it's full, full out war and uh, we need to find some uh, safe place. He fled to the western part of the country and started volunteering. He stayed in Ukraine for another two weeks before he was granted permission to leave for Germany in mid-March. But his parents remained in Mariupol as the Russian army laid siege to the city. We don't have any communication and we didn't call it. We now we check the news, uh, uh, the special news that we see is uh, Mariupol is almost destroyed and we don't know what happened with my family. We were we so really worried. For two weeks, he was left to wonder whether his parents were alive or dead as his hometown crumbled under relentless Russian artillery fire. And then... I received a call from my father, and my father first, what he said, it's a VST life. It's also really, uh, it's, I'm crying, yeah, because I'm happy and I cry. 
They had escaped Mariupol, taking three days to reach central Ukraine on roads riddled with landmines. Today, Zakharchenko says they're safe in Germany. Meanwhile, Zakharchenko and his high school sweetheart and partner of 13 years made their way to Anchorage through the Uniting for Ukraine program. That's a program that allows Ukrainian refugees to stay in America for up to two years if they have a sponsor. That's when longtime Alaska tourism businessman John Binkley says he got a call from his son, who was working with volunteers in Anchorage to find places to resettle refugees fleeing the war. And we said, bring them to Ketchikan. We've got the perfect spot for them here. We'll take care of them. And uh, we have the perfect situation, the MV Malaspina, uh, that can take care of them as well. They arrived in early June. Binkley says he's not paying the refugees. He says he's not allowed to until they're issued a social security number. But he's covering all their expenses. They have an account at the local supermarket, access to a car, and the use of numerous toys at the cruise terminal, like kayaks, e-bikes, and sea cycles. And they've been phenomenal. People, just wonderful human beings, uh, hardworking. They have purpose here now, and uh, we've just come to love them and appreciate them, and uh, we feel humbled to, to help in some small way. 16-year-old Sofia Zagrabelska is living aboard the Malaspina with her mother. It's the second time the pair has uprooted their lives fleeing the war. They had lived near the eastern Ukrainian city of Donetsk until war broke out with Russian-backed separatists in 2014. They fled to Kharkiv. But then they were forced to relocate again this spring when Russian troops started bombing and shelling their new home. Zagrabelska is a little self-conscious about her English, but she works up the courage to tell me that she's just glad to be away from the fighting. I'm very happy to be in USA because in USA I be in safe zone. Um, I'm very happy I don't uh, listen sound bomb. Uh, and I uh, uh, sleep uh, in bed, n- not in, how to say, uh, under floor. As for Zakharchenko, he says he's still getting used to the rain here in Ketchikan, but he loves the scenery. Oh, it's a very beautiful place. It's I never seen before the view like the like here. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing looking. He says if the government allows it, he could see himself staying in Ketchikan for quite a while. Oh, for 10 years, maybe, yeah? <laughs> yeah I it. don't know, I don't know. Uh, everything is going good. I like I like this place. I like uh, people who are around me, who support me. I find new friends here. Also, my work is very interesting. I'm every day is, uh, study something new. He's glad to be safe, but at the same time, he yearns for home. He says he wishes he could turn back the clock to before the war and live his life in the country he loves. I did not uh, want to go away from Ukraine. It was it it was my my land. Yeah, everybody understands this. Yeah, but for now, a berth on the Malaspina will have to do. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.